No one. Genuinely. I really don't know. I, for the life of me, cannot find the actual account. Bro, we're waiting for. on you. What are you doing with your life? Go man? ahead. I'll, I'll just keep looking for this account. Harley, are you ready to go? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Guys, let's do this mother effing pride episode. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is June 28th, and welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we're talking about a lot, okay? So we have Pride Celebration. Whoa! Period, as we should. Saving the Earth. One drag show at a time. Adopting. People who don't know how to mind their business, and so much more. But first, I'm your host, Harley Bean Co., and across from me, all the way in a different state, thanks to the interwebs, we have Tim Lichty. Hello, hello. And Christopher Thomas Ford. Isn't technology amazing? Technology. It's so good. Like, we get a signal from a box sent into outer space and then back down to have this conversation. No, I think it's through cables. Well, I mean, if we're using cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah. If we're using our first phone. one when we were doing the FaceTime uh, thing. Oh yes, 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 yes. I guess yeah. now, now we're just using the internet, which is cables and different stuff. But still, from Kansas to Texas in like point two seconds. That is yeah, fast. that's impressive. Yeah. Is it even faster than that? It's, there's like no lag, which is pretty nice. It's almost instant. Mm-hmm. Is it going the speed of light? Is it that fast? I don't that's think it's question. the speed of light, but Pretty, Pretty damn, damn fast. close, yeah. What is the wow. speed of the internet? That's a good question. I feel like <laughs> if I Google it, I'm just going to get like one gig. <laughs> no, I'm going to look this like, up. Well, how fast 5G. is your internet at home? What? <laughs> I'm going to get a sales ad for Spectrum. <laughs> like, is it not fast enough? We can do more. I can look can this actually up. make it faster. What is the speed of the internet over distance? The distance between... Nah, that's not what I wanted. See, I'm telling you, they're not going to tell you how fast it is. They don't uh, want you to know. Nothing can be faster than the speed of light, except the internet. Interesting. The distance between your wireless adapter and router can affect you. I don't care about that's that. That's not what we're talking See, about. That's not what I'm I talking about. Wow. Well, what package are you paying for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's why it's taking so long to get Voyager pictures back. NASA's only got, like, the 500 megabytes per second package. <laughs> if they would upgrade the to the grid. government won't let us buy a more expensive package. If they would just up, upgrade their package, like, we could get pictures from Alpha Centauri A. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine they're, like, on the phone with, like, customer service? And they're like, hey. This uh, is NASA. <laughs> they're like, well, you didn't buy the package. <laughs> you bought the cheapest one. Would, would you like I don't know up, what to tell you. Would you like to upgrade with uh, TV free for six months? <laughs> we, can give you, we can give you phone service We'll give you as well. spe- Spectrum TV. Yeah. Because they are based in Texas, aren't they? I think so, yeah. Houston, yeah. yeah. What, NASA or Houston? Or NASA, NASA is Houston. <laughs> yes. Well, actually. But there's also one in Florida. Well, that's where they launch. Yeah. That's where they launch. But like um, space, like the, the station and, yeah. and everything is in Houston. Houston. Oh, it's Houston. So yeah, Spectrum. Spectrum. Whole, whole state of Texas. Man, what a banter. All of that to say, <laughs> we don't understand oh. the internet. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even the point of this episode, guys. <laughs> so bear with us. Well, we're first going to move into our favorite segment. The best one that we do every single time. All reliable. Wreck and Rev. 
And this is where we talk about um, things that we recommended and review and share with the world. So, Tim, what's your favorite thing right now? Right now, look, there's a lot of things, but I think, of course, I've I've shared this many times, but we have new listeners. Uh, in fact, I've actually reached out to some of my coworkers, and I know a couple of them have started listening. So, hello, fellow coworkers. Hello, Tim's hey. coworkers. Um, Hi, coworkers. And there is a book that I read many years ago, but I I really just loved it, and it's called God and the Gay Christian. I have it right here if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, yes. and it is by a man named Matthew Vines. The synopsis is as a young Christian man, Matthew Vines, harbored the same basic hopes of many young people to someday share his life with someone to build a family of his own, to give and receive love. But when he realized he was gay, those hopes were called into question. The Bible he had been taught condemned gay relations. Um, feeling the tension between his understanding of the Bible and the reality of his same-sex orientation, Vines devoted years of intensive research into what the Bible says about homosexuality. With care and precision, Vine asked the question such as, do biblical teachings on the marriage covenant produce same-sex mar- uh, preclude same-sex marriage or not? Unique in, in his affirmation of both an orthodox faith and sexual diversity, God and the Christian has sparked heated debate and sincere soul-searching. It is contributing to widespread cultural change on the issue of what it means to be a faithful gay Christian. And this book, as I mentioned in my post the other day, it was one of those books that, because I read it so early in my deconstruction, it didn't change everything about my belief system, but it definitely kind of opened the door to allow me to be open to different perspectives, and Mm -hmm. it kind of led to me wondering and discovering more. And so, for those of my friends and people who listen, uh, if you are a Bible-affirming Christian, and you would like to possibly open up your perspective, I would highly recommend this book. I think it would help you and help maybe at least your understanding of why so many of us have opened our eyes and opened our hearts to gay people and uh, allow them to you know, do all the things that everyone else can do. <laughs> Period. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that book a couple of years ago when you first got it, and it was like our little secret thing. Yeah. And now I'm gay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, not because of the book. (laughs) Look at you, Tim. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Look what you've done to me. the youth down the path of sin. (laughs) I had someone in one of my posts. Guys, I haven't, like, been on a... I haven't preached in, like, four years, three years, whatever this is, 2023. And someone uh, in the comments goes, Tim, is this what you're going to be preaching to our youth? And I'm like... Ma'am, I haven't preached in like three years. <laughs> but if I were, yes, this is what I would preach. <laughs> I saw that comment. I fi- I figured you could handle it on your own, but I was ready. <laughs> I appreciate it. Was that on Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Of course it mm-hmm. was. We're old. We're on Facebook all the time. Good old Facebook. <laughs> okay, Chris, what do you have? So mine is a show I found on Netflix that I actually kind of enjoyed. It's really like cheesy and campy, but I like it. I like stuff like that. You I don't know campy? why. You campy, man. yeah. It's like what does campy mean? Uh, like camp yeah. or it, like no, not it, like cheesy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. It's a show called Daybreak. So it is about a high school kid named Josh who is just Josh. There's like also gay Josh, just Josh, <laughs> Josh from the band, and that's Josh. This oh, okay. other Josh. So he's like every time he introduces himself, he's like, "Hey, I'm Josh," and they're like, "Gay Josh?" He's like, "No, just Josh." Josh from the band? Like, no, just Josh. <laughs> so um, anyway, it's about him and his never-ending quest to save his girlfriend Sam during the apocalypse. Mm. Oh, 
it's very like comic book esque, fun little adventure type show. Uh, he gets involved with this dude who is in the apocalypse, taking on the persona of a samurai and a Mensa level genius with flexible morality. Um, so he has all kinds of cool stuff to do with that. Um, the show focuses on Josh, but it also has a lot of other like side stories. So for example, the samurai dude, uh, Wesley Fist is his name. Pretty cool. Um, he is in love with one of the other characters who happens to be the big boss of the bad guys of the show, I guess. And it, it's a it's a fun story involving gay love and all of that stuff. So it's Aww, pretty cool. cute. Fun. In the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool take on that, too, though, because only the adults like casual living. Yeah. Oh. So like all of the high schoolers are the survivors. There was like a big bomb and it turned all the adults into zombies, but all the kids weren't affected by it if they weren't in the blast area. And sci-fi oh, is wow. weird. So like now Josh yeah. is like collecting stuff from like celebrities' houses and just putting it in his place. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's collecting kids like like Thanos, not Infinity Stones. <laughs> it does happen eventually, but not on purpose. Uh -oh. um, but yeah, it's, it's just a fun take <laughs> on the apocalypse if there were no adults, like how high schoolers would handle an apocalypse wow. pretty cool oh wow. weren't we just talking about this a couple weeks ago yeah we were and that's what convinced me to watch this show wow i was like you know what that could be fun let me watch this i told you they'd survive they i did. told you they thrived have you finished ted lasso yet bro i told christopher you. thomas ford I have you started, started it i started <gasps> no no listen you okay so i get a text like we're talking like post episode like a few weeks ago and i go yeah man how are you doing where are you at he goes oh yeah this thing happened i'm like that's season three wow you're really far and he's like well it's only three episodes in this guy started watching season three instead of season one by accident. Chris. By accident. And so then you were just like, oh, I'll start season one eventually. And yeah. Now, and now he's not going now to I'm anymore. Not, I'm just like, I threw it out the God, window. We're back. Like, we I'll... started all over. Damn it. <laughs> you were so close. You almost had me. But you were So you're telling me it. you watched three, three episodes of the last season. Before I realized it was the last season. Yes. I did that a couple days ago with a different show. And I was like, why am I already on season eight? Does that say season eight? <laughs> yeah. See, it happens when you don't pay attention. God. But now you need to watch season that. one. We're not back. even talking about that. We're talking about our wreck and rev. So Harley, what is your wreck and rev? Mine is called Heartstopper on Netflix. And Ooh. I'm sure many people have heard of it. It's very, very cutesy, um, gay love um, about two teenage boys and hold on, let me get their names. I literally watched it. I went to go hang out with Angel and she just had it on her. This was when I came to visit Texas. She had it just playing on F on Netflix. And basically all me, Hunter and her just sat there and watched it for like hours for like two hours straight. It was an easy watch because the episodes aren't very long. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were like, wait, it's over. <laughs> How did we get here? But essentially, it's actually based off of a graphic novel of the same name by Alice Osman, I think is how you pronounce the name. Yeah, I think I have it right um, actually. The book? Yeah, the comics. Oh, cool. Um, but yes, the series tells the story of Charlie Spring, a gay schoolboy who falls in love with his classmate, classmate Nick Nelson, who he sits next to in his new, it says form, but I think it's just his new like class, like mm -hmm. new year. Um 
And it also goes into the lives of their friends, Tao, L, Tara, and Darcy. And I think there are other, there's another group of girls who end up dating. Um, one of the friends is a trans girl. Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool to explore how that works. And it's like, everybody's so like nice and chill about it. Like, they're just like, oh, cool. And it's just, it's just so, it's just a feel good show. Yeah. So um yeah heart it's heartstopper on netflix i think it's a netflix like original based off the book or something like that it does also a really good job of showing how friends can be allies and like how to stand up for people you know oh yeah community it's really cool yes like tau is um like the protective ally of Mm -hmm. the friend group and will literally like like he's ready to Be- box. Let's go. Oh yeah, constant. He he can't I even like that. really like fight, but he's just ready to go. Yeah, he's scrawny little dude. He's like, "What'd you say about yeah. me, friend?" <laughs> Bro, you gotta watch ready. out for the scrawny little dudes. Like, he's actually he's like tall and lanky. Yeah, that's what it is. Which is even better because he's just like all limbs, but he's ready. <laughs> any any moment. Arms. Yeah, he's like, like "What'd you say to shoot him, my friend?" But yeah, it's so cute, and they, they just have such good friendships, and it's like one of those things. Where like, I mean, this is every show ever. If they would just communicate, they wouldn't have half the problems that they do. Yeah. And they're teenagers, which makes it worse. So they obviously even overreact because then they're like, you lied to me. And it's like, no. That's not literally, literally. But yeah, just teenage coming of age drama friendship. And I think the friendship makes it even better because it's so, like, wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, I guess real-life friendships where sometimes you meet a really bad friend and they're actually, like, a horrible person to you or stuff like that. But, like, just really good friends. And I love it. But then they have the stereotypical bully, which is kind of cringy. I feel like those don't really exist anymore. But then again, I don't know. It's true. We've been out for a while. I'm, I'm not in high school, so. But yes, Heartstopper on Netflix. Very cute, very good. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment, which is... Shower Thoughts with Chris. (laughs) So, like, how many things and what kind of things do you guys think were discovered by people who know how to mind their business? Like Who know or don't know how to mind their business? Who do know. So, like, obviously, people, like, find tombs in Egypt. They're exploring, and they're like, oh, I'm going to put this in a newspaper. I'm going to send all the stuff back to the museum for whatever have you. But how many people, like, stumble upon stuff like that, and they're like, did I just fall into a tomb? <laughs> nope. I think that happens I'm a lot with out. dead bodies. I'm getting out, and I'm walking right. away. So, wait, wait, are, are you saying so like, like, that he, the only way to make new discoveries is to not mind your own business? The only way to make or people to mind know about your new discoveries, quote unquote, because not all of them are discoveries. Like the people that found the the um, Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, yeah, that's a good example. Like that stuff was obviously hidden away for a reason. They put them in clay pots and put them somewhere where they would not be disturbed. And so then this people is found about them people like, who don't hey. know how to mind their business. Right. Okay. No, so the moral of the no, story no, is no, to my question not mind is, your own business. My question is, how many things <laughs> and what kind of things do you think like people that do know how to mind their business have found and just not told anybody about? Oh. Like hidden forests or like 
ancient oh. temples, things like that, where they're like, oh, that's cool. So what hidden My things? My business is this way, though. What hidden things do we not know because people know. keep to themselves? Yeah, there's like one or two people that know about it because they mind their business. I don't know. I mean, if it's a pretty big, significant thing. But like like a dead body, like... I wouldn't. You wouldn't... Well, I wouldn't if I were you either. But like, you know, <laughs> as a white guy, I'm like, hey, there's a dead body over here. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, let me go tell Tim about this dead body over <laughs> here. And he can call the police. Yeah. Um, we don't trust cops. I don't know if I can estimate that because I feel like too often people are just like, oh, look at this thing that I discovered. Like there's literally whole TikTok channels about being like, look at this cool secret lake. Yeah, but, <laughs> in but this if, if you think about it, though, like for every famous TikToker out there, there's a thousand non-famous TikTokers. Yeah. So for every TikToker that is exploring these types of places there's a thousand people that may have explored or seen something and then just not told anybody yeah mm, maybe. so like know. what kind of stuff are they like like maybe somebody did find amelia Earhart's airplane and was just like oh that's cool and then walked away well if they didn't never know that's anything. just ignorance then i mean what if they did know and they're like yeah there it is i don't want to be part of this story mm. kept it to themselves I don't know. Yeah, Chris, I think you're kind of grasping for straws here a little bit. This is what I think about. I think it's possible, but I think it definitely happens because some people are just like, absolutely the fuck not. I want nothing to do with this. I think maybe it's especially a, maybe if it's, it's something like super thing. drastic. Maybe it's like like maybe it's a cultural thing. Like the like, yellow jackets thing. Like like you ran you randomly come across this this you know cabin in the woods and you're like, well, what the f is this kind of thing? Yeah, but. They mind their business, so they just keep on walking. It could have been like the the setup for a horror movie, but the black guy was like, nah, and just kept going. (laughs) It probably happens. I think it it happens a lot more than we think. Mm. Probably. Mm. I mean, obviously nobody knows because they don't talk about it. Especially with people of color. One of the accounts I follow is um, Latinos Against Spooky Shit. (laughs) And this guy, like, he'll he stitches videos all the time where, and it's almost always white people, like, in the woods, and they hear screaming, and they're like, oh, what is that? Nope. Let's go towards it. <laughs> or, like, they'll be in their house, and, like, something flies across the room, and they're like, all right, we're going to set up cameras for this paranormal activity shit. And he's like, hey, uh, representative Latinos against spooky shit, what you need to do is get some Vicks, rub it on your face, get some holy water, spray that down with some Fabuloso, and then get the hell out of your house. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think it's people of color that avoid that stuff, and that's true. They don't tell anybody. Definitely that's a probably cultural, the case, it, especially in yeah, definitely. I don't want to be that. I guy, also but. think it's a thing over in like I don't want to say Europe because they do be colonizing and discovering things and then taking them. But discovering I feel like, with quotations, yeah. Um, but there is a lot more folklore. Yeah. In like, well, I would older, say. European yeah. countries where they're just like, here's this thing, yeah. this entity that could exist. Don't mess with it. Don't think about it. Don't just leave it alone. It, here's the story. Thank you. Deal with that and have that in the back of your noggin for the rest of your life. Yeah. But then you have like you know the British who just colonize everything. This is mine now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It, I I think it's it's plausible. It probably does happen. But who knows? I'm gonna eat some because they Chris. don't talk about it. 
I mean, like, so, you got to think about that, though. Like, the alien ships that everybody's saying are a big thing now, like, because the government's declassifying all their stuff. How many people do you think came upon those crashed alien ships and were just like, nope, <laughs> not today, Satan? But you wouldn't tell the military about it? Like, tell the no, if it's I wouldn't alien? tell anybody. About an alien spacecraft that, like, crashed. Why not? I probably Because tell, like, I don't friends. want to be taken by the government to be silenced. Oh, uh, well. They're like, hey, did you see the spaceship? But what if it ends up like... like, them, like- Sir, I didn't see shit. I'm mm-hmm. blind. <laughs> don't, okay. don't come over here again. Fine. Fine. blind. <laughs> okay. We're going to go ahead and move into our last opening segment. Hey. Right? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> yes. We got a lot going on this episode. Probably. And it is... What did I miss? Oh no! Do Just it again. Like a half second too soon. Are we doing it again? What yes. did I miss? Yeah, that was much better. Right. So this is the part of the show where we like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. I'm gonna go ahead and go first, and it's Patagonia Love is that. hosting or hosted because this is technically a past tense event, like it happened already. A drag show for the planet. Hey. So, Love in it. honor of Earth Week. Drag queens Patagonia and Vera are co-hosting a, or they co-hosted, um, an environmental drag show in San Francisco called Save Her, aka Save the Earth. Um, themed around sustainability, the show featured seven guest performers and will be the first stop of many upcoming performances. Be there or be a flat earther, she added in the comments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Patagonia, whose offstage name is Win Willie, is a drag queen environmentalist and community organizer. Patty's mission is to build a more inclusive, diverse community for LGBTQ plus folks, allies, and the planet, all through the beauty of drag and environmental education. Cool. Love I that. recently saw a TikTok where it was Patagonia. Um, and it was like edited to where it had Candace Owens like talking Gross. about her like directly and it had like random quotes from her and it was like well you just don't see like drag queens out in the environment or like rock climbing or whatever as this environmentalist drag queen <laughs> I is like on one. the side of a rock like rock face so good it was so good but yeah uh, fun stuff so that happened back in april if the earth were conscious <laughs> would they what would they be? I don't think. She. Mother Earth. You think? Yeah. But she's so diverse. Yes. So are women. Well, that's a good point. Mm. So answer. true, bestie. All right. Like, God is a woman. Hey. I don't think. I, I, God is they. I like, there's, like, there's too many things, I think. Are you questioning Ariana Grande? <laughs> <laughs> Have you even heard that song, Tim? Yes. My, uh, my, uh, what did I miss? There are many gay fathers, but these two have assisted hundreds of others' households in adopting. So, in an article at LGBTQNation.com by Bill Browning, Doug and Brent Munster, that's an awesome name, who bonded over their desire to become parents, adopted two boys, Sawyer and Shepard, and have helped numerous others do the same. They chose adoption due to significance in their family's history and pursued domestic adoptions while remaining open-minded about their family's composition. Um, Cute. Very cute. Uh, like you gotta look up the pictures, guys. Like I'm gonna, put, of course, put a show notes or put a link in the show notes. But you gotta look at these pictures. Like they're adorable. 
Uh, the couple realized that financial costs were a common challenge for prospective parents wanting to give back. They joined Gift of Adoption, helping establish the Georgia chapter. Over nearly seven years, they have raised over $600,000 and supported more than 200 families in Georgia with adoption grants. Aww. Gift of Adoption is a respected charity that grants funds for adoptions of vulnerable children, prioritizing those with limited adoption opportunities, such as those at risk of separation from siblings or with medical needs. Doug expressed his admiration for a gift of adoption's impact as they recently celebrated uniting their 5,000th child with wow. a uh, forever family. He recognized the organization's potential to transform adoption assistance and improve the lives of many children. When asked for advice for gay couples going through these adoption processes amidst uncertainty of and legislative attacks on the queer community, Doug emphasized, quote, I have always told them to take it one step at a time. I never say if you will be parents. I say when you are parents. For many, the adoption process is long and complex, so I encourage those pursuing adoption to keep that desire to start your family and know it will happen Never give up. Guys, show notes. Uh, make sure you go check out Gift Adoption Fund and, of course, uh, the the couple here that I mentioned. It is Cute. fantastic. So is it specifically for, like, LGBTQ couples to no. adopt or just people in general? People in general. But they, they you know, of course, you know, kind of keep an eye on that, of course, just as a thing. And this organization obviously does support, like, LGBTQ parents adopting and whatnot. That's awesome. Right. We love that. So cute. Very cute. So cute. Like they have these two little boys and like they like go out and do stuff and it's just it's just adorable. Like they're just great. I love it. Love it. Chris. All right. So for me, I decided I was gonna talk about some of these gender affirming care bands, but but this is gonna trip you guys out. So as you all know, or as you all should know if you're paying attention, Arkansas was the first state to ban gender affirming care. It's, it sounds like something Arkansas would do, right? Yeah. Arkansas federal judge overturns ban on gender affirming care for j- transgender minors. Hey. <gasps> so Love a, a federal judge struck down the Arkansas ban law that uh, the law that would have banned transition related medical care for transgender minors. NBC News's Von Hilliard detailed it in a video that I watched about it and then I read some articles. Um, but Arkansas was the first state to stop doctors from giving gender-affirming care to kids, which ranges anywhere from therapy to um, puberty blockers and almost never includes surgery unless medically necessary. A lot of people freak out about gender-affirming care for kids because they think, you know, they're just going to give them surgeries when they're like five. Yeah. That's not how gender-affirming care works. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The decision to override a veto from the governor set in 2021, the judge stated that it violates the First and 14th Amendment for kids in the state. It does only apply in Arkansas since that's the state ban that was being challenged, but it will absolutely be cited in court cases across the U.S. So it is a huge first step for transgender kids. Yeah. Uh, The way the judge came to the decision was by listing 311 individual facts to tear down all of the anti-trans arguments. So things things like how um, gender-affirming care prevents suicide. It is actually suicide prevention. Um, Things like the fact that the professionals or the the doctors or whatever that the anti-trans side brought in were actually discovered to be hired from a Christian convention. They are not actually professionals in their fields at all. They are literally paid actors, which is Mm. insane because the right is always talking about paid actors. Mm. Um, Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. 
Uh, the bans were deemed unconstitutional on the grounds of due process as well as equal protection. Mm, awesome. Unconstitutional. I love to see it. Now do it with abortion. Yes. yes. Seriously. Like, and Can honestly, it's I, been think, a year? I think this will be the same case that they use to cite for abortion ban mm. flips as well. Because yeah. it is also against First Amendment and 14th Amendment. Yeah. yeah. Can I go on a rant? so exciting. Please. We don't have much time, but take some. It is a, eight minutes. It is mind-boggling <laughs> to me that in this day and age where we have professionals, like people, doctors, let's just talk about doctors. They go through, you know, like four years of college, then like four years of medical school, and then depending on what field to go into, like another two to eight years of other, you know, advanced degrees. And these guys, like, know their thing. Like, in order to do heart surgery, it takes like 16 years of, like, schooling to get to this point. 16 years. I mean, not that long, but a long time to become, like, a super professional. And yet... We can't trust these professionals to make medical yeah. decisions, like help ma- help parents walk alongside them and make medical choices for their children. Look, they may have spent 16 years in school, but I did a Google research. <laughs> <laughs> like the other day, like in that- I heard this on Fox News. <laughs> like I, I, we were, I, was, I did that, uh, like that, that post I was, we were talking about earlier on Facebook and I was quoting, you know, professionals in like, you know, the- you know, theology and biblical studies with PhDs and everything. And this guy's like, well, you can't just trust anyone with a PhD. I'm like, okay, then name your sources, bro. Yeah. It's just like, we trust all these professionals. We trust brain surgeons to do surgery on us. Why can't we trust professionals in these other places to make these decisions? It's like, it, it, it just mind boggling to me. It, it absolutely is. Until we have evidence that these guys are, you know, conspiring to like turn over the world, we, we, it is it is in our best interest that's, to trust professionals. That's what kills me when people are like, oh, they're all lying to us. So you want to tell me that there is a secret organization out there that has 95% of doctors under its thumb, all of the research, all of the money that would take, and it's based on everybody keeping the same secret Yeah, that all of this stuff is a lie? It's like flat earthers. Like you're, you're saying that all of these pilots are just like, under the thumb of this organization. Yeah, like the the logic it takes to get to that point is mental gymnastics at its finest. That's yeah, Olympic level gymnastics. Yeah, I, I love it. Was an interview between um, uh, John Stewart and what's her face from? Is that Arkansas? Was it the governor or? someone from there i can't remember who it was and they were talking about the transgender it was probably this case actually and john stewart was like okay what's your source for saying that it's unhealthy or like this hurts children and she couldn't do anything because like well this organization says this is what's neat like you were saying like this this prevents suicide it prevents deaths it, it, it helps you know kids grow up healthy these are our sources what is yours and it's like nothing it's like yeah. well we have a couple of people like, okay but from what organization you have someone it's probably politically biased, but what's your source? Like, there, there is a reason why when you get a PhD or you become, like, th- that that level of education, you go through this rigorous process of people critiquing your work 
Like that's the whole yeah, point. You have of, to defend your thesis in right. order to even get your degree. Right. You're not just like, oh, I made a paper and you get your degree. No, no. You you have to defend your stuff and you are supposed to get critiqued. You are supposed yeah. to have your your mindset challenged and and you know pushed because that helps you. It helps everyone when everyone is pushed and challenged. And so yeah. when you have just one random asshole who's saying that they don't affirm one random ass doctor who just loves Trump and watches Fox News twenty four seven who comes up there and says Says, oh, it's actually hurting children, then show your fucking work. Prove it. Mm-hmm. And they can't. I, I also really dislike when they oh, use, <laughs> like, like you mentioned, it's like one out of God knows how many right. that are like, oh, yeah, like, here's my personal testimony. Yeah. I've seen what this does. Or it's like some person who's like, was not in the actual mental space to transition. And then they transitioned. And it's like, years later, I regretted it. And then they like hold on to those like two stories versus like the thousands of them that are like, yeah, I exactly. need this the, care. That was like, one of the things they talked about in this case. Uh, one of the doctors they brought up had done, I think they said over a thousand gender affirming care patients they had over their career and not one ever regretted it or asked them to stop during the process or anything like that. He never did any surgeries on anyone under 17. It was like, it, it was the perfect example. And then they brought like one doctor that had one story of somebody wanting to detransition as their whole defense. And it wasn't even true. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, like I said, they were hired from some random Christian convention to pretend to be professionals. Yeah. That's terrifying. <sighs> I think actually the math, there's like for every. 10,000 people that transition, there's only one that regrets it. And when it comes to like different types of surgeries, like hip replacements, like one in five people regrets getting a hip replacement surgery. Mm -hmm. So like, but we Mm -hmm. still do that. Or like uh, breast enlargements. Or like like super invasive surgeries. Or like breast enlargements on cisgendered women, like one in 10 women regret doing that. But we yeah. still do those, and that is gender affirming care, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, but taking like a like a hair plugs, hormone yeah, blocker right. is like the worst thing you could ever do. But it's, it's going to screw only, up your body for the rest of your life. It's only transphobia that makes people afraid of what we call gender affirming care, because like um, there's a there's a disease that men can get that causes breasts to grow. And oh, nobody gynecomastia like, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like there's nobody that would be like, oh yeah, don't take his boobs off. Like if he wants to get the, the boobs drained or whatever, have that fixed, he absolutely can. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. But it's if, just like breast tissue. If you are a woman and you want to have yours taken off, like that's a slap in the face of God. God doesn't right. make mistakes. Well, what about this guy? Like, yeah. How what about Viagra? One of my Let's things is like, that. how are you going to sit here and tell me God doesn't make mistakes when you've been wearing glasses your entire life? <laughs> yep. You're blind. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You, have a you couldn't even get your bug. license without You got hair on. plugs a week ago <laughs> and you're not letting somebody do their own gender affirming care? Like, yeah, you're wearing a toupee. 
I don't want to hear it. These are these are very obviously topics we feel passionate about. We have one minute left. But I will I would give out one more recommendation just for people to check out. There is a, a biologist. His name is Forrest Valakai, and he's on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. And he has one of my most favorite videos. I'm going to find the link and post it somewhere in this. But he talks about just how incredibly wide the spectrum is for gender and, or I guess sexuality, just in a biological sense. It is not even close to being black and white. It is so incredibly diverse on how, on so many different levels, both in your brain, both in your gametes, both in your, just a whole bunch of tons of lists and how incredibly complex it is. And so, anyways, we got to end this thing. All right, friends, that concludes our introduction for today's episode. It's just going to get fun from here. So um, we're going to go ahead and move into a little break, and then we'll be right back. Dope. you all for listening to our podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and youtube and don't forget to follow us on instagram tiktok and facebook at at always more pod if you'd like to ask us a question for us to answer on the pod you can email us at always more at gmail.com or you can call us on our always more hotline and leave a voicemail question at 254-218-4042 you can also follow all of our social medias individually and as the always more podcast thanks for listening let's get back to it Hello, friends. We are back from our teensy-weensy little break. And now we're going to go ahead and get into our main segment, which I am calling How to Celebrate Pride Month. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Um, Although, when we release this, it will be the end of Pride Month. But Pride is never just one month. Pride is forever, okay? Pride is always. So I think there should be two Pride Months. I think... Everywhere that's, does it that's differently. Really, that's really piss off the conservatives. <laughs> I think it should be June Every and month. October. Yes. We had this conversation last year. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't there a white month? Because every month is white month. You live in America. <laughs> the whitey's got to pay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be talking about, well, mostly I will be talking about. Um, I would say this is your uh, show here. Yeah, how to celebrate and support pride and your LGBTQ friends and family all all month long, okay? And you can do this next year or you can do this any time of the year. So, um don't don't let the end of June stop you. Hey. And if it does, then you there's some bigger problems on on hand and we're going to have a conversation me and you, okay, buddy? Okay. So, a lot of this information. <laughs> oh, why I hear target. <laughs> a lot of this information is actually from an article that I found from goodgoodgood.co, which is so cute. It's like literally just a positivity article news place. Very cute. And okay. the article is titled 30 Ideas to Thoughtfully Celebrate Pride Month 2023 by Cameron Baker. And it was posted in May of this year. So now we we probably won't have time to cover all 30. I'm it, it's not just not going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of information. <laughs> Speak um, but the link to this article is going to be made available in our show notes and we're going to figure out how else to share it because it's a really good article. Um 
but I've chosen some key, some key stuff mm. from this that I think is not exactly the most important, but just like pretty important to know about. So first, we're going to start with Pride's origin. The, it's origin story, if you will. Um, and we actually covered a bit of this topic last year in oh. our episode for Pride Month. Yeah, with Maddie. Uh, uh, yes. And if you haven't listened to that, you should definitely go back and listen to it because that was a great episode. Also, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah, just ah, love them. Um, so another cl- like a disclaimer, a lot of this information is directly from this article. Like these words are not my own, but I thought it was said so eloquently and well that why should I change their information? So there we go. Pride Month. It honors the 1969 Stonewall Uprising in Manhattan. This uprising was a tipping point for the gay liberation movement in the U.S. as police raided a gay bar in New York City and its patrons fought back. At this point in history, homosexual acts were still illegal across the country, except for Illinois, which I don't know why. Very, very good to note. Um, We'll all do that research on our own. Um, But these raids on an LGBTQ and inclusive spaces were not uncommon, according to history.com. However, this June night in 1969 and the weeks following, LGBTQ plus activists, primarily trans women of color, like the iconic Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, and Miss Major Griffin Gracie, were at the forefront of these riots demanding justice. The Stonewall riots were not a single night event, and for the coming weeks, LGBTQ plus community members were subject to tear gas, homophobic and transphobic phobic slurs, and ongoing violence. This action in New York prompted further organizing across the country, and the LGBTQ plus folks mobilized in major cities, convening to create organ- organizations like the Gay Liberation Front and Gay Activists Alliance. Yeah. Very important, very cute, very good. A year later, on June 28th, which is the day we are releasing this episode, is hey. it not? Hey. <laughs> um, the first Pride Parade started at the Stonewall Inn as LGBTQ activists pr- organized the Christopher Street Liberation March. Hey. Hundred... This was totally planned. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> As hundreds began marching, um, supporters from the crowd joined them and thousands marched across the 15 city blocks, which is crazy. Um, Although LGBTQ plus folks still seek further equity under the law, the Stonewall riots were the first major turning point in gay liberation. According to today's celebrations, which include parades, parties, concerts, educational opportunities, memorials, and so much more. You know what's so, wild to me is like people get so upset about like these pride events and like you know the parades and everything, and it, like there's there's always like the conservative super conservatives like well why do we have to have push it in people's faces or why do we have to celebrate this and it's like we celebrate things that are like such a we we celebrate the stupidest things we have a Groundhog Day guys like <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be mad about pride event because of a marginalized group that has been marginalized obviously for you know forever. And yet we have stupid holidays like this and like doesn't bat an eye. Like what the actual hell? Yeah. I think it's so, wild that you can be against equal rights. <laughs> like somebody's like, hey, I feel like everybody should have the same rights as everybody else. And some people are just like, mm, that no. just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watched uh, Michael Che's stand-up comedy, but he, he did a thing about that. It was essentially that. Like some people are just like, nah. I don't think think so. (laughs) That's so weird. So weird. Uh, But that's a whole other mountain of 
thing to to deal with. Um, so now we're going to go ahead and there's obviously so much more to that than, you know, oh, yeah. just that brief little spiffet. But um, now we're going to get into some oh question. No uh, suggestion. There is a movie oh. called Milk that I would highly recommend watching uh, as a historical perspective for the one about oh. Harvey Milk. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's the first openly gay politician, I think. Yeah. Oh. Highly Wait, is that new? Like, no, like no, is it, it's a little older. I, I want to say like two thousands or twenty tens, late thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like there was somebody recently who was like campaigning as like openly, like an openly gay senator or something, in some place. He was. Um, Pete Buttigieg was running for president. Right. He was openly gay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I was old enough for that. Milk came out in 2008. Yeah. But it was um, about a, like a, I want to say he was like 1980s. Uh, oh, okay. 84, yeah. Yeah. Cute. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, it must have been earlier than that. It must have been 70s because the book came out in the 80s. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Good to know. Subterfuge. What's it called? Milk. 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 Got Sean Penn. Very cute. Okay. So now we're going to go ahead and get into some ways that you can support and celebrate. Even if you're, if you do identify in the community or even if you are, you identify as an ally or if you just want to get involved and start educating yourself. Um, One of the biggest things. Learn more about gender and sexuality. What does LGBTQ plus mean? What are those things? Um, That helps you to better understand like what you are supporting. And then also like how these groups are like involved and how they are affected by certain things that are going on in the United States and even across the world. But just like, I think once you know what they mean, it helps you better understand because I've talked to a lot of people who will be like, I don't know what the A stands for in LGBTQIA, blah, 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 blah. Or I don't know what the I stands for or whatever. So if you educate yourself on that, it helps you really become one, a better ally. And even if you're in the community, you should really know (laughs) these kinds of things. Um, However, there are people who are in the community that do not support others in the community, which is a whole other thing but yes and it just helps you know why these things are important so the following organizations which are actually listed in the article offer free educational resources Mm. so there's the national center for lesbian rights which is a national legal organization that protects and advances the civil rights of lgbtq plus people through litigation legislation policy and public education the center the center is a one-stop shop for all things lgbtq plus with resources for all kinds of intersecting Whoa, <laughs> intersecting identities <laughs> within the LGBTQ plus community by.org, which is a website that has dedicated over 20 years to providing resources about bisexuality and support for people who identify as bi national center for transgender equality an advocate organization that aims to change policies and society to increase understanding and acceptance of transgender people, the gender justice league, which Sounds like a freaking superhero thing. It sounds awesome. Um, A national organization that advocates for human rights for trans and gender diverse people. They have a resource guide, which is actually linked in our show notes. Like all of these, if you do end up looking at our show notes, anything that is like underlined is a link to these different sites and stuff like that. Um, 
the Intersex Society of North America devoted to the systemic change to end shame, secrecy, and harm in intersex communities. This organization offers endless educational and advocacy opportunities, asexual visibility and education network, the world's largest online asexual community, which includes a large archive of resources on asexuality, and P... I think this is an acronym. So PFLAG's Online Academy, a hub for free monthly educational resources to support LGBTQ plus community and their families. Awesome. Very cute. That's a lot of resources. Yes. May I contribute Variety. to this list? Yeah. There is that guy I was telling you about earlier. This is the biologist. I found it and I will put it in the same link. Forrest oh, Valakai, fantastic. the video, it's a 30 minute video. It's called Sex and Sensibility. And it just goes through all the great details about all those spectrums and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Please do include that. Um, Another thing that will help you celebrate and, you know, learn more is reading books by LGBTQ authors. Mm. Um, Whether that's like informational books on like whether it's like a memoir or like their own biography and experience, or it could even just be fiction novels that they write like those are just so good. Um, you can get information literally right from the source, <laughs> right from <laughs> gay individuals and such themselves. Um, I love those most, posts on Facebook where it's like, instead of giving your money to corporations, give your money to me, a gay, directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> end it over. Um, most local libraries, obviously it kind of depends on where you live. Um, they set up different displays, especially during pride month of pride books for varying ages. I know my library does that. We set it up for like children's books. Um, we have YA books and we have like just regular fiction, nonfiction books. Um, what do you have for a 31 year old man that has a second grade reading level? (laughs) <laughs> Probably a children's book, okay. to be honest. <laughs> uh, what, what is uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who uh, who Ted Cruz brought his book up into Congress and used it as a way to like uh, like try to you know you know oh, scrutinize, um, but it actually helped his sales and like boosted his. Ivaris. Is it Jamar Tisby? No, 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 no. 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 Oh man, I feel it so. How to be an or anti racist baby? Oh, that was, was that was the book. Oh, that was that's a good book. Actually, oh, I, think I love that book. Ellie has that book. That's a good one. I feel like there's something else. We also though. have Feminist Baby. Yep. Oh, that yeah. That one too. Yeah. Um, but they can even like certain li- libraries and librarians will actually create a book list for you depending on exactly what you want. Ooh. Like you just have to ask. Um, or you could even do the easy thing and go into Google. Um, and try search LGBTQ books or audiobooks if that's something you're into instead of actually reading um, and get a broad, like, broad selection right there. So mm. um, the article also recommends a few such as All Boys Aren't Blue, a memoir manifesto oh. by George M. Johnson, which um, one of my coworkers, she actually read like last year and we talked about it at our, um, so we're, I'll get into that in a second, but she read that book and she, it was actually really good when she was like telling us about it. And then there's Nevada by uh, Imogen Binney. And it's basically about a, like, it starts off with a cis woman who later finds out that she's actually like trans identifying and stuff like that. And like that process. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, And like going through a divorce and like all that stuff and whatever. Um, next read about pre stonewall history. 
the gays did not start existing in the 1900s. <laughs> they have been around forever. Um, the article, um, the 30 things you can do, um, shares a link to another article on queer history dating back to 200 and no, 2900 BCE, um, which is a long time ago. Yeah. Like BCE is, what is the, the technical? Before Common, Common Era. Era. Before Common Era, yes. Um, it is also linked here in our show notes, which if you check them out, it says this article about queer history. Very cute. I'm making this easy for you guys is what I'm saying. Um, if you and then, don't know by the end of this, it's because you're willfully ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if reading is not your style, there are documentaries and shows that exist. Um, so documentaries are obviously a visually educational tool to help us learn more about and empathize with people who have experienced experiences vastly different than our own. Um, some recommendations from the article are Disclosure on Netflix and then Always Jane on Amazon Prime. Disclosure on Netflix is really good. Hard to watch at times, but really good. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like if it doesn't make you a little bit uncomfortable then it's not doing its job yeah um so something that this gets a bit more into uh even bigger i guess an even bigger deal um like politics and stuff like that um is to take action so call upon your elected officials to protect and uplift lgbtq plus folks um so it's been a rough year in policy for the lgbtq plus community as we all know especially youth um trans people and drag performers so it's up to us to protect and advance the rights of queer folks of all backgrounds and to do so urgently it's a very big deal. Yeah. Um, you can get started by calling or even emailing your representatives and urge them to support pro-LGBTQ legislation. Another thing you can do is donate to organizations that generate support for the LGBTQ plus community. So a few of them that um, that are just, there's many organizations across the U.S., but a few of them, especially that were listed in this article, are the Trevor Project, GLSEN, Transgender Law Center, um, Human Rights Campaign, Point Foundation, Astria Lesbian Foundation for Justice, GLAAD, which is G-L-A-A-D, the Ali Forney Center, SAGE, Lambda Legal, Trans Lifeline, National Center for Transgender Equality, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, Black Trans Travel Fund, and OutCare Health. I and donated these are- to five of those organizations myself. <gasps> oh, wow. Yes, per. Um, and donations... I feel like a lot of people get um, they feel like they have to donate like tons of money when you make a donation, yeah. but no, literally like even donating bits. like a dollar, yeah. <laughs> like right. five dollars. Well, like just think about like how much time you like. I mean, I know this is like the stereotypical go to, but like literally think about how much you spend on coffee like in a month and just like like half of that, just, like use half of that to like, help out. Skip like, a coffee. Yeah. Right. Skip a coffee and just send that. Yeah. It And and it's also really like these people don't want you to like go out of your way to donate every penny that you have to your name. They want you to donate what you can, like what you can afford. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like churches and, where they're like, give us 10% of everything. Yes. And like I'm operating on a deficit of like 28%. How am yeah. I supposed yeah. to give you 10% as well? Yeah. Like, look, if you can give great, if not do something else, which call your representative is another thing <laughs> I'm going to get into. Um, you can actually just volunteer for LGBTQ nonprofits that are in your area. Um, if you can't afford to donate, which some people can, especially teenagers, 
like a lot of them may not have jobs or they may not have transportation to like those kinds of things or, you know, to get a job or whatever. Um, but, um, donating is obviously really important, but I think spending your time and getting involved is like a way that you can make an even bigger impact because you're putting yourself right in the middle of it. And you're, and you're, what are the words that I'm trying to say? Being involved and being on the front lines of it is completely different than just being like, Oh, here's a couple dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a link that you can actually search for a di- through a directory of LGBTQ plus organizations, um, or you can even search for LGBTQ community centers in your area to get started. I know in my area, we have what's called Be Able, which is actually, I think, directly kind of supports like homeless or like, you know, LGBTQ youth and such in our area. It's so amazing organization, and I'm so grateful that it exists. Um, and I know so many teens that go to the library that are involved with it, and it's just uh, that's awesome. Chef's mm. kiss. Um, but I'm pretty sure they might exist in other places. Um, next is to provide care and support to LGBTQ plus folks. So obviously it's been a rough year to be queer. That's not my joke. That is from the article. I thought it was too cute not to <laughs> not to include. Um, so although our individual identities should be a point of joint freedom, lawmakers, obviously across America, have used them to malicious, maliciously pass a political agenda that criminalizes transness and queerness in ways that are that cause irreparable harm to the LGBTQ plus community. As much as joy is an act of resistance, it makes sense if people need time to grieve and feel complicated feelings this particular June. Um, so first of all, don't make FOMO worse if, (laughs) if somebody decides to like, you know, not go out and go to like a huge pride event or like, and they just choose to like stay home and that's how they celebrate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because sometimes it's just not worth the mental, the mental anguish (laughs) to go and do those things. One of Um, Janelle's favorite artists on TikTok, uh, Peach. PRC, I think. (gasps) Yes. uh, She did an interview where they asked her, like, what does pride mean to you? And she's like, I don't know the right answer to that. Like, why don't, when, when are you going out? What are you going to do for pride? She's like, I don't want to go out. I'm gay every day of the year. I just want to stay in bed. (laughs) I celebrate pride by just being alive. (laughs) By just being proud and loud and queer. Okay. (laughs) Um, Secondly, this make this month's mission to build even stronger communities. Um, whether you're, sh- you're among the LGBTQ community or an ally who loves the LGBTQ community, commit to showing up intentionally. And whether that's like sharing things on social media or like, you know, just supporting them. Buy them a cup of coffee. This is the best thing you can do <laughs> as an ally. <laughs> ally. <laughs> ally. <laughs> but really, it just depends on like who you know and how they would like you know, that support. So by establishing relationships and stuff like that, I think is really important. Um, then you can also make life a little easier for our trans siblings. Um, create networks of community care and mutual aid to help folks as- access the things they need. Celebrate your people, even if they are keeping things more low key. Um, any act of friendship or found family is vital to keep one another safe. So it, that even goes for like people who, you know, aren't exactly like out yet and don't really want to talk about those kinds of things or expose themselves to that. It's very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable feeling. Um, And so even if you just support your people without other people knowing, 
And that's that's all that I think that's more special than anything. Because then that person knows that's that direct love line. Yeah. So next up, obviously one of the one of the wonderful things you can do is just go to an, a pride event. Um, you can get your flags. They sell those everywhere, literally everywhere. We have one. Um, you can, Same. Have as you up, should. We, have one. <laughs> we actually need to get a new one because it's pretty tattered. We've had it flying for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just my flag. <laughs> um, get it here. It, it is a. It says get in your best outfit, but like whatever is best to you, whether that's like sweatpants and like a tank top or like I don't know, chacos or whatever <laughs> your heart desires, um, and just celebrate and be your true self. And if um, I love personally to see a lot of allies who come, and I don't know if it's in bad taste for some people, but for me, I think it means a lot when people show up with those like free dad hugs oh, or yeah. free free daughter hugs. I can't Mom, imagine that that would upset people i don't some people i mean like some the people, people that are there do. yeah i mean it's an offer like obviously you don't have to take it but right like if you need a dad hug like go get a dad hug man yes some people like I, when they come out their family disowns them they lose those connections they don't have anybody that will hug them like that yeah, i've seen videos I've, of people like breaking down crying because of those free mom hugs free dad hugs yeah. shirts yeah. They literally make me want to sob. Um, I think they're so sweet. Um, and that even goes for, I think it's also really sweet when people do that for people who are not out. Because mm. that's like, say they're terrified to tell their parents and they just don't see yeah. themselves ever telling them parents. So that's just, uh, just so sweet. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, linked in the show notes is a global directory of pride events by the international LGBTQ plus travel association. Um, yeah, that's really it. It's they, we got the resources, man, or they're there. Yeah. Um, this is last, but certainly not least because there's plenty more. Um, I'm about to actually pull up the website and just kind of list some more of them. Um, but last but certainly not least, that's in the show notes. Celebrate good news that mm. happens in the LGBTQ yes. community. Um, yeah, when we fill today. our brains... Wait, what? I said, hey, that's what we're doing today. I know. <laughs> um, when we fill our brains with reminders that there's lots of good in the world, it helps us feel more hopeful about the future and encourages us to be a part of creating that better future. The article I got all of this information from is actually a good news site, like I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, and they make it their job to share good news. Um, they even have like a way that you can sign up for like their newsletter and like constantly get good news, which I think is very cute. Um, and lastly, when you found the good news, share it with others. <laughs> it's your, it's kind of your job to make that a, make that a notion that if you see this good thing, you should want to share it with others and be like, Hey, this is a great thing happening right now that we should all know about. Yeah. Um, you can obviously do that on social media, or you can even send a link to a friend through text message or whatever repost. If you see a t video on TikTok, I love the repost feature. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. Um, so you can totally do that. My, what did I miss is actually, um, from this website. Um, I would have never known if they had not put it as a couple of examples. It's awesome. Um, so I'm going to yeah. sign up for that newsletter. It's yeah, so cute. There you go. Good, good, good.co. Um, there's tons of more information, other ways to celebrate in the article, whether it's supporting queer 
artists and musicians, obviously, on social media like Peach. By listening to her music, you are supporting the LGBTQ community, whether you even realize it or not. Just streaming her songs is like powerful enough. Um, Her songs are really good, too. Yes. Um, Or shopping from like queer owned businesses. Like recently, I actually went on Facebook Marketplace and I bought this like this. It's like a strawberry mug. Yeah. And she did like it's like cricket on there. But she's she's a queer woman. And it's just cute. So period. Um, And then another thing that it kind of talks about, like in the workplace or like just in general is what I've kind of talked about with Chris and Tim, which is called rainbow washing. I found out there's like a name for it. Um, But that's basically when people just use the rainbow flag as a way to profit and make money. Yeah. Like, Um, yeah, that was a whole freaking Yeah, It was uh-huh. Um, but fun fact, like I mentioned, you can do all of these things year round. Yeah. Does not have to just be in the month of June. In fact, many pride celebrations and lots of like, you know, by awareness day or like trans awareness day blah, 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 don't even occur in the month of June. They occur in like September or right. March or somewhere else. Um, where I live, we actually celebrate, we have um, our like Pride Month thing in April. Huh. So we did Little Apple Pride, and that was actually where I went to, that was like my first ever Pride event. Um, and I even, they had a drag show that they put on, and that was so awesome. Um, and it was just like local drag queens and stuff like that. And it was just, it was a great time. Um, but do your research to find out what events or what LGBTQ organizations are happening around you. And that's how you can better get involved. Um, there were a couple more that I wanted to talk about from the article. Let me go ahead and scroll. Well, hey, while, while you're doing that, there's a, I was just looking up stuff because for those of us that are in the central Texas area, uh, mm-hmm. by the time this episode releases June 28th, there is a Austin pride uh, annual Stonewall rally happening in Austin. <gasps> Cute. Uh, there is on June 30th a Pride Night at Urban Axes. And then let's see here. Um, the Cathedral June Open House for Pride Month in Austin. June 27th. That's too late. Uh, True Colors and 80s Prom Fundraising uh, Evening for Out on the Brazos. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. We have a True Colors up here. Uh, Queer Beers uh, Pride Month Drag Show Benefiting Veterans for Equality. Wow. This is awesome. This is on June 30th. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. That is all this Friday. Yeah. By the way, guys. Uh, June 30th, Slay Like Bay, a Beyonce-inspired happy hour. Nice. (gasps) How cute. And then June 28th, that same day, drag, or not the same day, but like the day this releases, drag, uh, drag, gosh, drag queen bingo, happy hour, fun. That's awesome. The thing that sounds the least fun to me is drag queen bingo hour, and that's because I don't like bingo. Well, Whoa! But everything you you sounds like fun. Yeah, that's crazy. You not liking bingo is homophobic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there is some other stuff that I wanted to quickly mention from the article, and this is mostly for people who are like, um, in positions of like, I guess leadership, like you know, like teachers or you know, librarians or people who work work closely with like children and teens and you know young adults um 
you can start a GL. I don't know how to say it fast enough. My brain won't work. Um, GLSEN, which is Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network at your school. You can start one of those chapters. Um, you can also in, like invest in LGBTQ plus educational training at your school. Um, and I don't know if it means like literally invest or just like, you know, take the time to invest time into that kind of education training. Um, and then also to advocate for quality, comprehensive sex education. I feel like that's important just in general, not just especially for, in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Um, if it says here that sex education is only legally mandated in 22 states. And of these only 12 mandate teaching about contraception and only seven require that the information be medically accurate. So this leaves students, especially LGBTQ plus students with a laundry list of lingering questions because half the time these are, sex ed classes on hetero relationships yeah um so comprehensive sex ed is needed for all students as as we know with the whole abortion thing and it's just even bigger than we may even begin to comprehend um and then it also contributes to decreased levels of prejudice against lgbtq plus youth Mm. um something else i wanted to mention on social media it helps educate yourself when you follow lgbtq creators um such as like drag queens or just people who are gay and like whether they're authors or content creators um, that really helps spread the word. And when you share their message across social media Um, and then last but certainly not least, if you are an ally, um, the best thing that you can do is not make it about you (laughs) Mm. because pride month is not yours. It is everybody else in the communities. Um, The A and LGBTQIA does not stand for ally. It is asexual or aromantic. So that's a big thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. I think those are the last things I wanted to highlight on. It's a really great, although it is long, it, the information for each bracket is not like overwhelming. Right but they do give you a lot of resources and links to go and click on and educate yourself and get more involved. And I think it's so fun. And I wish that by educating ourselves, people will stop demonizing the LGBTQ plus community. So preach. That is all. All right. I love it. I love it all. Yes. Thanks, Tim, for sharing what's happening locally in Texas as well. Yeah, I think that's really no cool, especially because it's coming up. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we 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 got a little behind on recording like this episode late in the month, but you know at least we're doing it right. Yeah. We're doing that's it. that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. And- I. Yeah, I think it's important <laughs> that we're doing it in the first place, um, no matter when it is, because like I said, Pride is year round. It's not reserved for one special month. Same with like other, you know, months. Black History Month should not just be reserved for February. Right. That kind of thing. Um, So we should always be trying to incorporate these things every single day of our lives. Because if you really are an ally to like minority communities and oppressed communities, then you should want to. Yeah. I agree. On period. Period. So that concludes our main segment for today. Woo! Good Yay! stuff. Love it. He he he. 
we're going to go ahead and go into a break and then we're going to go into fan questions. Howdy, howdy. Wait, 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 wait. Was that a Toy Story reference? Yes, it was. I love it. I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Give me that back. Okay, friends, we are back. Hopefully you guys, um, I don't even, Tim, where are you putting in our breaks? <laughs> what do you mean? What goes there? In the first one, is there like a, Hey, listen to us, subscribe, and rate, and everything. And then hey, yeah. the second one is just like a nice little music break and just a little, oh, okay. a little break for I was us. Like, I, Didn't I know we we're have one doing... where we were getting paid? What happened yeah, to that? Yeah, and but now we don't anymore. Because they right? they stopped paying us, basically. Why? Yeah. Because we didn't have enough listeners? Apparently, there's a limit. Like, hey, for people, yeah, that basically have this amount of listeners, you get this many, like... Once you make $10, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> basically. That's how much we made. <laughs> All three years, $10. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's kind of accurate. But it's going to make me cry. <laughs> so. We're not okay. doing this for the money, guys. It's do it because we love you. That's that's what we're doing this for. Yes, for now. For now. <laughs> now we're going to go ahead and get into our fan questions. I didn't have the sound ready. Timothy? Come on, Come on bro. <laughs> There it is. That was almost homophobic of you. <laughs> oh, no. How dare canceled. you do this during Pride Month? <laughs> Tim's canceled. <laughs> okay. So this is obviously the part of the show where we answer your questions. Woo! So Shane asked, One of our what's your favorite? Listeners. Yes. Yes. I adore Shane. Um, what's your favorite TikTok account? Tim? Look, it's so, it's so hard to like pinpoint There's one. There's no favorite. Because yeah. it's like, it depends on what, what side of the TikTok you're on that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's valid. Like, like there's, it's hard what, for me a to... A different genre of favorite TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's, a, here's a few of my favorites. One is Nick Vogel. And I only like him because he does this thing called the 20 number challenge. And he's like, like a, like a, he's, he's a math guy, but it's oh. basically you, it's like that, that, um, that filter where it like gives you a random number between one and a thousand. And so you're basically trying to get it in order, in in like you know in numerical order. So like, da 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 one hundred. Okay, I'm gonna put that in slot number three. Da 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 seven sixty six. So you put that in number sixteen or whatever, and you basically keep doing that until you try to get it all in numerical order, without you know, like putting one in the wrong spot. Does that make sense? Oh, that sounds like something you would enjoy. It is. Yeah. And it's extremely hard. He's like now on day like three like one hundred and two of trying it. And it's it's extremely hard, but we're 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 dedicated folks. We're dedicated. <laughs> uh next up when it comes to religion TikTok, uh Dan McClellan, uh he's my favorite go to uh TikToker. He's a PhD in biblical studies and a whole bunch of other uh I think it, what do you call it? Um what do you call that region? The um southwest languages and whatnot he he knows his stuff he knows his his language is there so he's southwest southwest asia like i, I don't know if uh, we call that region technically speaking other than southwest asia but that area he knows the languages and stuff like he knows how to speak like india no, no like it's too far like, south like like southwest would you, like, like israel and, yeah yeah oh yeah 
Gotcha, gotcha. Semitic gotcha. languages and stuff like that. So, I feel like I used to know what that area was called. Like, yeah. Well, most a people call it ago. the Middle East. Which yeah, I feel like it's racist. Yeah, so, I don't somehow. think that's correct. Yeah, because it's Asia. So, anyways, anyways, yeah, he's a great he's a great guy. He's he's obviously kind of made his fame on TikTok, kind of debunking people who speak for you know Christianity, and he's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, except he doesn't say that. He says, uh, "All right, let's." Uh, what does he say? He says, right, uh, "Let's see it." All right, let's see it. Oh, he's so good. Uh, Thanks, Mr. Dan. Uh, yes. Uh, next up, Hank Green. Come on, guys. Ah, Hank, everybody yes. loves Hank Green. I love Hank who Green. Doesn't like Hank, who doesn't like everybody Hank Green? Everybody loves Hank Green. Him and his brother, John, which I've really started to like because I found out he likes soccer, too. Um, but Hank Green is, is fantastic, and I love he has cancer. His, he does have cancer. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Um, but, but he's, he's still doing his thing and being positive. And he's going to get Apparently, through. he's going to start getting into, like, different scarves. Yeah. for his hair yeah, and he's cool. gonna make that a thing i saw him the other day with the blue bandana and i was like mm-hmm. no <laughs> some people were like oh my god it's uh what's his name prison mike oh yeah. prison mike. <laughs> yours prison mike <laughs> prison hank <laughs> uh so yeah hank is green i love his information and his science uh, and his uh what, what's the, his uh youtube channel called um uh true is it true science is that what it's called um, Bro, I don't know. It's really educational. It's really great. Uh, next, Nick Powers. He is a guy who loves statistics, and he shows his work. And so he does a lot of uh, TikTok videos that, well, obviously, uh, that basically kind of show, <laughs> like, especially between states and, like, blue versus red and all kind of stuff. And he oh. has, like, the evidence to prove it. He shows, like, where do most crime rates happen? How do they happen? That kind oh, of stuff. he did one the other day that I really liked. It was, like, if every church in the oh, world yeah. or in america helped um it was like, like three how many no it wasn't even three it was like on average 1.6 if every church in the country helped 1.6 children in the foster care system it would wipe out the foster care system yeah yeah oh wow it like, would like cease to exist yes mm-hmm. 1.6 kids and some churches like obviously they would need to do like two but other churches like they would only have to do like 0.3 of a kid yeah Wow. Yeah. Like so. Imagine like state. imagine like That's all the mega churches. That's what they should be doing. <laughs> that was his point. Yeah. Like imagine wow. if just the mega churches did it. It's like it, they could easily do it. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um. Under the desk oh, news. I hate people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love under the desk news. Oh, uh, I love them. They are amazing. It's V. Is it Spehar? Spehar? Is that how you say Spahar their name? Spehar is what I would Spahar? assume, but I don't know. Um. They're fantastic. I, I love their stuff. It's it's. I saw someone else who I follow on TikTok. Uh, he talks a lot about oil and the gas industry, um, but he talks about how like they. It's it's like it's like in the olden days, like when they just did the news, just do the news. It's like it's not like political, like. Um, what do you call it? Propaganda right. or yeah. whatever. It's mm-hmm. like like they do. It's good, just reporting, right? And obviously, like they have their own opinions and stuff, and that's, they have their own podcast, yeah. which I would highly recommend. But like under the desk news is very good at just going. Here's the facts. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Here's what yeah. you should know, kind of thing. Uh, so I love them. It's always a positive attitude, and I just yeah. Be so comforting. Indeed, that's who I, I that's too who. like to hide under desks. <laughs> Those are my TikToks. Nice, Chris. Um, my favorites are, most of them are like smaller accounts. Um, see ya later, c.ya.later is one of my favorites because she does a series called Hell's Bells, which oh, is essentially yeah. like people die, they go to hell. There's a help desk and that's where most of this stuff is yes. centered around. It's the H-E-L-L-P desk, the oh. help desk. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it deals with all kinds of like different things from life and in the afterlife, like how 
Karens are treated when they get to hell. Like mm-hmm. they, go, they go to the death signal plane and then there's like a trap door. Um, all kinds of really cool relationships. Like some people see their bullies from the past or people that they bullied. Some people mm-hmm. interact with their parents when their parents die because they died first and all kinds of cool stuff. But it's a really cool take on hell and the afterlife itself. Like there are levels of hell that you can go to like one and two are just therapy. So like Mm. if you go down to hell for like level one or level two, you're just going to therapy before you reincarnate and get a chance to try again. Mm. Stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, So see you later. I also really like the be a man TikTok yeah. because it's not like I see some of those. It's not like the meninist TikToks where it's like, oh, this is manly stuff you got to do. It's stuff like, hey, you don't want to hear bad news from a doctor. Don't go. Be a man. When you get into a car, don't buckle your seatbelt. Go through man. the windshield when you crash. Oh. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> like if your wife has to use the bathroom, run in there before her and take a 45 minute dump. Be a man. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I love those. They're funny. Mm. Um, I really like plant based bird girl. I don't know if you're aware of her. Mm-mm. Maybe. She is a bisexual woman that does a lot of LGBTQ um, education, but like in short form comedy videos, she does like the different flags and what they mean. She has uh, an an assistant named Craig, who is Craig the Bubble Boy. Well, he's never on screen, but he always like (laughs) he blows bubbles as the video is going on because she paid him. Uh, I think like two years ago for Pride Month, she paid him for an entire month to blow bubbles in all of her videos. <laughs> and he just became like a set piece for her. Like everybody he loves says Craig. Now I will always do it. Yeah. Like he lives in New York and I think she lives in Chicago now. So they just did a series of like him walking to Chicago to be in her videos for Pride Month. And he was like, he sounds like Crunk from Emperor's New Groove. So I was walking from New York and I got lost the other day. I jumped on a bus and the bus driver wouldn't let me pay with my bubble money. It's pretty great. Bubble money. Uh, So yeah, we love Plant Baseball Girl. And Nikki Marina, one of my favorite. um, She's mostly Marvel, but she's, she does like movie reviews and nerd content and Mm. anime reviews and stuff like that she also talks about mental health because she has issues with that that are very similar to my own all kinds of really cool stuff from her um she gets to go to like red carpet events sometimes and she talks about you know being a black woman in this space it's a lot more difficult than like being a black woman in a beauty vlog or something like that like it like you get a lot more visceral hatred for stuff like she does and she takes it pretty well but she talks about it and then honorable mention, just because I enjoy the little clips, is Game Changer. It's a college humor game show. Where oh, they, they, it's yeah. basically like an improv game show where uh, the, the host tells whatever three or four people are on the show that week what to do. And they have to like come up with scenes and stuff. So it'll be like, um, like Simon Says or um, he'll just say, hey, uh, be a doctor that is slowly realizing that his field is literally Is that two the really people. old one that used to be a TV show? No, no, it it's oh. newer. It's definitely an online thing, but it's by College oh. Humor, so you can look them up. Game changer, it's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, my people are, and I so sorry, Drew Afuelo. 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 Dang we, it. We love Drew Afuelo. I forgot one. Yo, keep keep going, Harley. Keep going. Um, I knew I was gonna butcher her last name, but I am obsessed with her. I adore her. She is the she best. Gives me the power to get through life every single day just because I know men are 
uh, just she takes, torn down by her. She takes the power from men and gives it to women. I love yes, that. Yes, just like mm. replenishes us. And my, I'm my favorites are fantastic. like videos where men that know who she is are about to say something and then they stop themselves and like they hear her laugh in the background and they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> her laugh it. gives me instant serotonin and adds two years onto my life every time I hear it. Um, she's incredible. Um, Mama Tot. I love Mama Tot. I don't know if you guys are on Mama Tot uh-uh. TikTok. I'm not, um, but I know who she is. Oh, she is just the best southern woman ever um she's like an ally she constantly like and i'm talking ally not just for lgbtq but for like you know minorities all race minorities etc like just constantly like uplifting positivity um constantly shares information and like supporting content creators and so many things um she's a wonderful wonderful woman um hello teffy Teffy is, um, she actually makes like, what is it called? She does like, um, I, I don't know if it's still her job, but she used to be like a magazine, um, person who would like make content for them. Mm. I get articles or something like that. Sure. And then she like blew up on TikTok and she's just awesome and love her Teffy. Um, and then lastly, I, Love the Belairs, which is Allie and Holland. Um, they're oh, like wife couple, and they're just hilarious. Like Allie is this yeah. su- Southern woman who is just like, just the like, um, so hilarious. She does this thing called like red flags, red flags, <laughs> and it's so funny. And then Holland is just like. Her cute little wife who's like, I'm pretty sure she's like a ballet dancer or something. Like, <laughs> and she's just like got anxiety and just like exists. And like, apparently, <laughs> like the other day, um, they posted this video and it was like, you know, the green flag trend on TikTok. Yeah. Where it's like using that, um, that new filter. And they were like going through it. And Allie was like, Holland is the most green flag person I've ever met in my life. And they could not for the life of them. And it's like a trend where it's like, try and make sure all three flags are right for you. And then stop like recording or like stop that one when it's not right. And they had to do it like 10 times because it would always be something the most random that was like, isn't messy. And then they would like, silent laughter dying because it was like holland you were like the most amazing person ever but you're messy or <laughs> you forget to text back and leave people on red and it's just uh i love their relationship it's so nice to see like a healthy woman loving woman relationship mm. um so yeah those are those are those ones okay Next question. Wait, wait, is, I, I, got, oh. I, I forgot to. I forgot to. I have to say that. Oh. Okay, first one. Straw Hat Goofy. I like him. Oh. A little bit of problematic stuff going on there, but... Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not It's not anything to hate him about, but a little problematic. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I might correct that later. Uh, however, on TikTok, Washington Post, uh, they have three people that they usually have, like their their host. Not Dave Jorgensen. I'm trying to find the other name, but he is a queer young man who's actually leaving uh, the Washington Post, going somewhere else. But he's amazing. If you go to Washington Post, you'll know who I'm talking about. He's uh, he's why he's kind of um, I don't know how you describe him. Uh, 
I, man, I'm trying to remember his name, and it's making me really mad that I can't remember it because I love it when he's on. Uh, but I love watching his stuff, and he's moving to somewhere else. But I anyway. think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like my assistant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really great. Um. Okay, cool. Fantastic. So those are our faves. Some of our faves. Not all of them, of course. Depends on the day. Yeah, because you know? that, that is an ever-changing yeah. thing. Um, Maddie asked two questions, which actually Maddie asked like a couple more questions, but we're including these two. Um, who are your favorite LGBTQ icons? Tignataro. Mm? I freaking love Tignataro. Hilarious comedian. Hilarious human being, really. It's really hard because it's like, like, are we talking about like in history? Or are we talking about like our current modern favorites? Because it's like just an icon. Anything. Because obviously, Milk was you know he, what he did was fantastic um, and truly ins- inspiring. Um, but like, uh, I really do enjoy the Spayhar like from Under the Desk News. Like they're they're really great and who they are and what they speak up for. So um, Freddie Mercury. Mm, oh yes, good one. Mm-hmm. Damn, I was going to say Prince. Oh yeah, that's good. Prince at some point did not identify with any gender, just a yeah. symbol. Prince, and I love the that. Symbol. The just artist a symbol. formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yeah. Saruman the Wise, Ian McClellan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. Ian yeah. McClellan wasn't Saruman the Wise. Yes, he was. He was Gandalf. Oh, Gandalf. Gandalf. Wait. Gandalf. Gandalf the White was Ian McClellan. And Christopher. Oh, Lee that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Sar- uh, Saruman. Yeah, yeah. Don't Gandalf. come at me for Lord of the Rings, bro. I don't know a lot, but I know but I Lord know of the Rings. Uh, yes, I absolutely love him. Anyways, but yeah. Um, Lady Gaga. Yeah. RuPaul. RuPaul is pretty great. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and then more recently, I love seeing um, Trixie Mattel and Katya. I think is how you pronounce. Her name. Um, they're literally just like two bestie drag queens who just hang out and like have like a little podcast thing and they just go back and forth and like bicker with each other pretty much awesome. the whole time. Fun fact. It's so funny. Terry has uh, RuPaul, not Terry. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he has a RuPaul Lego set, if I'm not mistaken. What? That's fun. Yeah. That's a thing. I think so. Oh my God. Incredible. But yeah, Chasse, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, next, how do you demonstrate allyship? Ooh. So for me personally, <laughs> like I'm all over any, literally any signature thing. What are the, what are those called? Um, petitions, mm. Like mm. any type of petition. Anytime somebody's like, Hey, we need you to write a letter to your Congressman or we need you to make a phone call like, <laughs> yeah. on the spot. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I do that. Um, I, I will defend literally any of my people, and I have done so before. Um, I correct language in public and in private mm. yeah. when people are saying things that they shouldn't. Mm. Uh, there's actually one person in particular that Tim is aware of that constantly uses language he shouldn't, and I'm always correcting him. He's older, but like he's learning. It's just a slow process, but you know you got to be patient with people like that. If they're actually putting yeah. forward the effort, they mm-hmm. can be taught. Um, so that that's a pretty cool way that I do that um, in my personal and private, sorry, in my personal private life and in my public life, like on Facebook and obviously this podcast, we always are trying to 
amplify the voices of the LGBTQ LGBTQ community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this podcast really was a a branch of wanting to explore more ideas, and it was really kind of derived from that mindset for me, anyways. Of there's more to my understanding. There's more to what I know. There's more to what could be, and so you know, the LGBTQ community was a part of that, of what is there more of, what can I learn more about, which is why, you know, we want to, that's why we even had Maddie on last year for, for the pod to kind of gain more understanding to things, perspectives mm-hmm. that I, I'm not aware of. And so, um, yeah, there's that, you know, for me, the same thing as Chris, you know, I like to start fights on the internet on Facebook, mostly, uh, <laughs> respect my trans homies or I'm going to identify as a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really do try to the same thing as Chris, just speak up for people in public. And, you know, there's, you know, and and luckily it's starting to kind of take effect to where things are, at least in the workplace, starting to become more of a commonplace to be respectful and be respectful towards other people based on their identity. Uh, But really just public life. It's, it's, I'm not out enough to kind of do that. I'm just because working kids kind of my thing right now, but takes uh, up a lot of your time. Yeah. But podcast for sure. is my, and public, I mean, just Facebook and social media is really what I try to do is to be a voice and to spread information. You know, like, like that's when, like I said, a few times in today's episode is just if people are going to comment about about you know these people and their community, then I'm gonna I'm gonna share sources. Like that's what I mm-hmm. that's what I love to do is because it's like it's hard to argue against data, and so yeah, um, yeah. Period. Um, I think for me personally, like being in the community, the best way that I can show allyship is for others in the community um especially like trans people like they really get the most shit for <laughs> no reason right. just trying and, to live. yeah and i feel like the best way that i can support them is just how they want to be supported by either volunteering spreading awareness um that kind of stuff um i think that's the 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 biggest problem is within the community there can be so much hate still and that's really sad to see because we should all really try to like be supporting one another. Um, but, and then also just like, if people have questions, I feel like as a white person, I would rather not like speak for everyone, but for when people don't know, I don't mind being the one to help try and educate because like, Obviously, that's not people who are in minorities' jobs to do. Yeah. But, like, I still, at the end of the day, have more privilege than so many other people in the community. And if I can be a force to be reckoned with, then I'm going to be because you will have to hear me. (laughs) You don't have a choice. Um, And, yeah, and something that I've grown to really love, especially at my job, is how people can be, like, so open to different people's identities and that's really refreshing to have like for people who are like, Oh, what are your pronouns? And like respecting people's pronouns and what they identify as, or like their nicknames or like what name they even choose to go by, like completely switch their name or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's very like cool to see that. Wow. This is something that can actually work. You know what I mean? And like stuff that like people are like, Oh, that's just so stupid. Blah, blah, blah. blah. It's just not realistic. I'm seeing it happen in real time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it does work. And it's something that we should really try to emphasize and have happen more because it's just too easy to respect people. 
It's just too, <laughs> no, you, you have to go so out easy. of your way to not. Right. Yeah. Yes. To be a jerk. Like, if you can call just, some random guy you know Bubba, why not be right. able to call somebody the name they prefer? Yeah. Yes. It, uh, or, like, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, because there are some people who identify with, like, the, I don't want to call them the standard pronouns because it's just goofy, but, like, pronouns that are not as common. Like the, um, what's the, there's the name for them, but I can't think of them, but people who identify with like G, or whatever, Zizem, mm. stuff like that, or like things Zay like that. with a Z. Yeah. Like all, I'm going to call them alternate pronouns, I guess. Um, I know there's a name for them, so please correct me. Um, but some people just like, they're like, oh, I just don't get it, blah, 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 blah. Well, then talk to that person and be like, and try to understand it better. Right. Yeah. It's your job to educate yourself. These are the same type of people who can know like the entire sports history of an NFL team and like know all the maiden names of their great aunts. And it's like, you, you can learn. It is not, it is, you can learn. It's not that hard. Yes. It's like some random baseball player from like 1967. Exactly. And all of their information. And it's like, oh, but you can't. The math ain't nothing. It's just <laughs> right. not working. And um, I like to emphasize what Chris said there because it's like at this point too, what helped me kind of what really did help me push. It was just really questioning what harm is there being done? Like that was one of the first things that I started questioning. Mm. It's like what harm is there being done? Because that was one of the first things like in apologetics, like one of the excuses were like, well, this is hurting the family unit. This is hurting um, families. And so what I try to do is I try to look for the evidence of that. And there's mm. not any, like, there is just mm-hmm. isn't. There is no, like, scientific data out there that goes, hey, LGBTQ people and their families cause harm to the populace. And it's just there isn't that. If so, anything, it's the opposite. Right. The people who don't accept it are the ones who cause harm. Exactly. And so, you know, for me, it's like you really are going out of your way to mm-hmm. have to stick to whatever you think of as the proper pronouns or whatever it is like you can call your friend a nickname or whatever from back in high school but you can't call someone what they prefer to be called it's just you're being an asshole on purpose yep. yeah yeah yep 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 goofy goobers and this is the same people who are like this is a nation that you're, you're supposed to be able to, be able to pursue happiness freedom freedom yeah. freedom of speech pursue happiness all these different things it's like like i i could at least I don't, you know, support, but like, I can at least understand the kind of people who are like, like the Uber, like not Uber, but like the libertarian style of like, well, you just do you, you mind your business, I'll mind my business, I'll treat you with respect, you treat me with respect. Like that, at least I can give some credit to of like, okay, at least you're on the same side of like, you get to be able to practice your freedom to say what I can. Mm. Uh, But there's just some people out there like, it's become such a culture war thing to where it's like, you can't just treat people with dignity and just like mm-hmm. be just a decent human being. I was watching an interview with a guy. I want to say he was from Egypt. Um, he used to be a surgeon and then he decided to quit and become a stand-up comedian. Um, but he is, yeah. Right. Uh, but he was talking about <laughs> exactly that. Like when it comes to race, obviously he gets profiled a lot. And he's he said something to the effect of, like, these people are so concerned about freedom as far as it goes for their personal lives. Right. But beyond that, they don't give a damn. 
They don't mm-hmm. care about anybody else's freedom but their own, and they will step on anybody's freedom to get theirs. And that's because they've had the privilege of having power, and they're, yeah. they feel like their power is diminishing, and they feel like their grasp on society is diminishing. And that's what it is. It's a fear of losing control. And yep. it's so stupid because people that are, are in minority, minority groups are not looking for a grasp of power. They're just wanting to exist. That was a poem I heard recently, too. It's like, you're lucky all I'm looking for is equality. Right. Not retribution. Like, literally, <laughs> like, name me a bill or whatever that forces you to not be straight or forces you to, like, do something that is, like, immoral, like, forces you to do it. Like, there's nothing out there. Like, even the abortion stuff doesn't force you to have an abortion. Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, yeah. that, that truly was a game-changer for me of going, what harm is this actually doing? And realizing it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Powerful Tell final em. thoughts. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's my final thought. That's all I got. I, I can't say any more. Otherwise, this is going to turn into a really long episode. It's already a really long episode. We're at, what, it two is. hours almost? Getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any any more final thoughts? No. I think my thing is pride is pride is something that should be happening every day. And if you really do care about your LGBTQ plus friends or anything like that, like you should want to yeah. celebrate them always yeah. because you would want them to do the same for you. Yeah. Well, let's let's end this on the positive then, because I will say like there are good positive. Like, obviously, this year has been sketchy, but there are good positive trends, especially young younger generations, of yeah. treating people with respect, uh, open for legislation that will support and uh, help those in need, like the trans youth and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see that start coming. It's like what we saw in this last election. There is a positive hope out there for just treating people with dignity and hope. And so um, I am happy for that. And uh, I will reiterate what Harley was saying in the main segment. Go check out these sources um, yeah. at this point. If you don't, it's just kind of ignorance. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. They're really good sources and it pretty much does everything for you. So literally, as Tim said, like if you're choosing not to do it, uh, you're homophobic. Okay, well, I'm judging, but. <laughs> and and what, I'm, what I'm probably going to do for this episode, guys, is instead of like doing the link to go to a different link where we have all the other links, I'm just going to try my best to put all of those links in the episode notes itself. So that way you don't have to like go to separate links to get it. Usually I like to try to make it look nice and tidy in like a, a blog form. Uh, but in this one, I'm going to try my best to put it all in the episode like description if it'll let me. Dope. Cool. Last thing I've got to say is celebrate pride in whatever way you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody, it's, there's no wrong way to celebrate pride. Whether you are out and proud or still hiding, do you. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't even like to call it hiding. I just, I, I want to call it vibing. Vibing. I yeah, like that. Some people I like that just better. don't need to, like, I feel like a hiding kind of condemns them. Yeah, true. Okay. Although, like, I get the vibing notion of wanting better. to be, like, be out and be proud because that really helps advocate for the community. It's just some people are not in situations to where they can do that. Yeah, and yeah. so if they're just vibing, vibe let them away. vibe. Yeah. Vibe away. That. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe, like, and share our podcast. That'd be so freaking dope. Um, <laughs> and leave a five-star rating um, on your favorite podcast platform, plat- platform platform wow. Platypus form. <laughs> platform Perry um, the platform <laughs> no. Barry no what is it platypus 
buried in platypus. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Always More Pod. Tim, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and everything else at Timothy Lichty. That's L I E C H T Y. Chris? I'm on Instagram as Captain underscore CT Ford, and TikTok is Christopher.Lionheart. You can find me on Instagram at WUT Harley. That's what Harley and the clock app at HarleyBean.co. Thank you all so much for listening. Please be sure to tune in next time. And thank you. We love you. Remember, this is a, there is always more than this. Yes. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>